0: I'm not sure I could uh, play the drum and play the guitar at the same time. It's hard for me to chew gum and clap at the same time. So, Ben, that's amazing. Uh, We're going to begin this series in relationships, uh, and it seems to uh, appropriately call it 101. most, Most classes you have are 101, and we're on Highway 101. So we're on this highway of relationships and talking about relationships And as the ministry team was getting together, we're talking about this series, each of us taking a different topic, and as we begin, really appropriately, we need to begin with the church and our relationship with God. And uh, often we've had different experiences with the church. Maybe for some people it's not always been a positive experience. Maybe you've had a church that's been uh, kind of uh, hard to live with, maybe you haven't met up to their expectations, and maybe you, you felt like, forget it. I don't want to be a part of that. Uh, I remember hearing a story of uh, uh, a man who was a, a sailor. He was a very famous sailor. In fact, he had his sailboat rigged so he could sail by himself. He didn't like to be with other people. And so he was sailing in, in the vast Pacific, and he would just uh, go wherever he wanted to go. But he was outside the shipping lanes, and there was a storm, and he capsized. And he was able to swim to a, a small island, and uh, he was on this island uh, by himself. And ended up, he was there for ten years. And uh, on this uh, this island, he found things, uh, stuff was washed up and whatever. And so he was quite a handy man. So he began to build, and he would just uh, build and build and build. And so, ten years went by before one ship that happened to come by and saw his distress signal and picked him up. And so as he was standing on the bridge with the captain as before the ship pulled away from the island, and the captain was looking back at the island and he said, uh, you were here how long? He said, I was here 10 years, 10 plus years. He said, and you you built all this by yourself? He said, just me. a yacht." What's that building there on the left? He said, that's my house. The captain said, that's really, a, that is amazing. You you all yourself. Yeah, I did, I did. He said, what's that building on the right there? He said, that's my church. And the captain said, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. But what's that building there in the middle? That's the church I used to go to. God's word has to help us to have the right understanding how to frame our understanding of relationships. If God's word doesn't establish that framework, then we're left adrift with all of the world's cultural values. We're not able to set any course. We're not able to know where we're going. Uh, And so... um, In the book of james it's a book that talks about relationships it's a book that talks about our behavior the actual things that we do in relationship ephesians talks about the different categories of relationships husband and wife and parent child employer employee those kind of things and those kind of things we need to look at but before we look at those actual uh, definitions of relationships. We need to define how our relationships d- formed. What, what, what frames our understanding of what relationships are about. And so in James chapter 2 in verse 8 uh, it says if you keep the royal law found in scripture love your neighbor as yourself And in that, you're doing right. If you keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we pray that you will help us because uh, relationships are very important to us. Uh, We realize we're connected in so many ways uh, and may, many times it's in ways that are harmful and destructive. Uh, but we, fi- we, we we long for meaningful relationships. Uh, we we're we're trying to connect with others. We're trying to understand where where we are in this world. We're trying to understand who we are. We're trying to understand who we are in relationship with you. We're trying to understand what it means to love our neighbor. We're trying to understand who our neighbor is. And so as we come together today, we pray that your Holy Spirit will help us, uh, give us some understanding how we can uh, live our lives in obedience to your word and knowing that with Jesus Christ at the center of our lives, our lives can have meaning. Our relationships can be purposeful and healthy. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, here um, in James, he talks about the royal law. Uh, this, It's this that comes from God. It's this, this, this definition of... Of relationships that helps us to understand what's the really basic uh, foundation of all relationships, and this royal law is to love our neighbor. He, and so it's like a map. You, if you don't have a a correct map, you don't know where you're going. Uh, I remember uh, I arrived in uh, Los Angeles with a colleague of mine years ago, and we were going to a conference. Uh, in Pasadena at Fuller Seminary and we got in the rental car and we took off and I said to to, uh, my friend Steve I said uh, we should look at a map because at that time I wasn't real familiar with the roads in LA and and all the traffic and he said why do we need a map for we're moving fast I said (laughs) we might be moving fast but we could be going the wrong way and I looked up, and it said Sacramento. I said, <laughs> this is not the way to Pasadena, Steve. He says, well, let's turn around. So we made the cre- And so away we went. I said, uh, Steve, this is not the way to Pasadena. He says, but we're just making good time. I said, well, maybe we're making good time. but We're going the wrong way. And I looked up, and it said San Diego. <laughs> and so finally, we got stopped and looked at a map. Uh, for example, if we're going to uh, see this royal law as a map, of a way to help us understand, uh, for example, if you're going to go to uh, um, San Jose or uh, you're going to go for north on Highway 101, and so you take the map out, and, uh, you you know, you, we, some people still use maps. <laughs> okay? I mean, some of you don't. I realize, our well anyway uh, so you take the map out and and you're going to go 101 and then you're going to go to uh, uh, Colorado oh <laughs> I got the wrong map oh this is Colorado so I got the wrong map so then what I need to do is I need to get the right map and let's see here I've got one okay so I take the Yeah, California map. And so I begin to look at this map, not on my iPhone, and I look and I see it goes all the way up to Crescent City, all the way up to the Oregon border. I can go all the way up on 101. And so if I look at the correct map, uh, then I can begin to understand where I'm going. And so James is talking about how our relationships are directed and formed by following this correct map, this understanding that God's Word gives to us. Often we're looking to other sources, and we get the wrong map, so we, we, we're lost. We're going the wrong way. And for many people, uh, I would say relationships are very important, but they've got the wrong map. They're, they're 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 going, (laughs) they're making good time, but they're going the wrong way. Here in uh, James chapter 4, verses 1 to 10, James gives us some definition of uh, what happens when we're going the wrong way. And when we're going the wrong way in relationships, and particularly relationships within the church. Because one thing that Jesus said to the disciples, he said, if they're going to understand who I am and what I have done, what I'm about, what the whole meaning of life is, he says, they're only going to understand it. The world's only going to understand it by your love one for another. So it is in the church, the body of Christ, and it is your relationship one with another there's going to be the final apologetic, the final proof, the real evidence uh, to to the watching world of the reality of Jesus Christ. And so so he begins, first of all, by saying it has to begin with us. If it doesn't begin with us in our relationship and our understanding of God's word and God reframing our understanding, God giving us a map so that we're not lost, we're not going the wrong way. And so James says, these are the things that can happen when we've lost our way. Let's look at this. He says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. So he's saying, you kill each other with your words. You know how devastating words can be. Remember when you're a child, uh, there was something that you would say, that's just absolutely not true. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but what? Words will never harm me. Yes, they do. And you right now, as you sit here, you can remember things that have been said about you that are still in your memory, still affecting you. You can remember things that, cruel things, even children can be so cruel one to another. I was recently someplace and I was watching a couple of uh, children and, uh, and the things they were saying to each other and they were fighting and squabbling or whatever. And, and, and so the things that are said can so profoundly hurt us. I've heard that it takes seven good words to, to counteract one bad word. I'm not even sure the seven is enough. Then he goes on, he says, When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship With the world means enmity against God. Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the Spirit is caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace? That is why Scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, Our behavior, the way that we live our lives, uh, is lacking this proper attitude. It's 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 one thing to have the uh, attitude that we're going to be uh, uh, positive and whatever, but James is saying more than this. This has to actually transform the way you view life, the way you view your relationship with God, the royal law of loving your neighbor as yourself. Now, it's not hard to love ourselves. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's the, that's the spirit of the age. I mean, it always has been. You love yourself. You take care of yourself. You watch out for yourself. But he's talking about a different kind of perspective, a, a reframing, a, 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 just a, a tr- transformation of our view of others. Scripture talks about thinking more highly of others. Scripture talks about uh, being able to understand and ref- uh, put ourselves in, in the p- p- position of another person. And so James is talking about our life in the church as a shared journey. It's, it's something we do together. And so what he's talking about is this common goal that we have, this common goal to know Christ and to follow Christ, to, to have this, uh, Paul says, Christ in you, which is the hope of glory, which is the, which is the meaning of life, that Christ in you. And so he's talking about, there's, there's within the church there's a team spirit. You know, there's a difference between individual sports and team sports. Uh, and, and team sports can accomplish something that individual sports cannot accomplish. There's something beautiful about going to see a symphony and seeing the, the brass and the wind section and the way that the conductor weaves this, this beautiful piece of music together. It's amazing as we watch the band here as they, they, they perform. I'm, I, I love the acoustic guitars today. I mean, just watching, I was watching Ben as he was playing, I was thinking, I wish I could do that. There's something beautiful about the music that can be created in such a way. Or, or go to a soccer match and watch how they, they work together or basketball or uh, football and, and wh- wh- what's that teamwork. And so James is talking about this, this joint effort, this coming together uh, as a, a team. Uh, but he says the reason why you don't function as a team, the church, the, the reason why the church is not operating this way so that's it's, it's, it's to before the watching world. This is, they're watching us. I mean, the, what's the one thing that everybody accru- accuses Christians of? Oh, you're a bunch of hypocrites. So they're watching. And he says the reason why there's this lack of unity, there's this lack of, 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 of this relationship together. He says because uh, there's this battle within you. This is what he says in verse 1. He says, "Uh, you you have have the wrong map. You're going going the wrong way. I remember in that movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, when John Candy is going down the road, and he's going the wrong way, and everybody's trying to get his attention. You're going the wrong way. And he thinks "Mm, they're drinking. (laughs) But he, he didn't even know. And often we're, we're going down the wrong way don't even know. He says the reason is there's this battle within you because of the, the self. He says the internal is at war with with, with yourself. There's dissonance. There, there, there's a lack of congruency uh, within what you say and what you do. Your behavior is not matching what you say. Why? He says because there's this there's a spirit of, 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 instead of loving and knowing the love of Christ and knowing Christ's forgiveness and Christ's transforming work that changes our view. Begin, we begin to see ourselves as we really are. Maybe you remember your basic uh, uh, psych, psychology class. Remember that? They talked about the Johari windows. That makes sense. Talked about the unknown self and the known self that there's a part of us that's unknown to us. Uh, We don't see it. Others may see it. Maybe nobody sees it, but God sees it. And What God is doing is he's bringing to the light things within ourselves. They're not wholesome. They're not good. They're they're, They're not lovely. They're not winsome. And the Holy Spirit is showing this to us in such a way that we can say, uh, this is really this is really conflict with God. It's not just conflict with others, and often the real relationships experience conflict because we're not in that relationship with God. You know, I've noticed that the times that I've been more impatient and more uh, unwilling to accept others and their limitations and their and the way that people affect us It's really. Uh, where i am and the, the attitude that i have i don't really view other people as having uh as being image bearers of god uh they're ob- they're objects they're in my way they're they're stopping me from get what i want what i need so james is saying what happens is this battle within you is warring there's spiritual battle and therefore you're confused you're getting off track. You're following the wrong map. You're going the wrong way. So the result is that we're not together. And so the admonition here is draw near to God. Draw near to God. Be intentional about that. I, I think you have to do that on a daily, and often it's a moment-by-moment moment relationship. At least begin the day by trying to frame your understanding of what it is that God wants you to do today by asking God, God, lead me today. Make me to be a life-giving person today, not death-dealing, because often our words are death-dealing. We, we, we hurt people, and then later we think, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. But, but, but to be life-giving. Begin the day. By, by by putting on that armor of God, by 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 saying, uh, guide me, and then throughout the day, y- y- you don't have to kneel or what pray. Just talk, be talk with the Lord. Let it be a conversation with the Lord. And as you see things and struggle, whatever, b- b- let that kind of come out. Just express it to God. And then I think what happens is that we begin to be. Uh, evidence we, we the, the evidential apologetic is us it's our relationships it's the way we treat people it's the way that I treat the person at Walmart the way I pr- treat, treat the oh, what way I act in, in, I'm, I'm, when I'm driving the car we with other people around me it's the way that I live my life in all of these, this full uh, circumference, uh, circumference of life there is this reality that Jesus has changed me so that I look upon others as my neighbor. <laughs> my, my view has changed. I look at others as my neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Write that on a post-it note. Put it someplace where you have to see it—a mirror, maybe in your car or something, but let that begin to sink in what it means for you in your life to love your neighbor. What does it really mean to you in your walk with Christ? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, here we are and we're trying to understand relationships. (laughs) And relationships are important to us. But unless you guide us and help us to know how to love our neighbor, we never will because we will always discount others with a thousand qualifications because they're, they're stupid, they, they, they don't understand, they don't care, uh, they're not from our side, they're not a part of our group. Uh, we, there's all, all the exclusions we can include to say, I don't have to treat this person with any kind of thoughtfulness, care, compassion, or love. I don't have to uh, because what they've done to me or who they are, uh, they're just not a part of what I call my neighbor. Forgive us, Lord. Bring, bring a repentant spirit within us so that we're open to be led by your spirit. As And so as we as the church may give evidence to the watching world that Jesus is the Christ and that he changes our story. In Jesus' name, amen.